Hello beauties and welcome to my show, Small Steps. I am your host, Zoe, and I am here as your guide to a healthy life where every small step counts. Here's where you can learn about the different qualities, different aspects of your well-being, and take the steps to adopting healthy behaviors to improve the overall quality of your life. With that being said, let me get down to today's topic, cardiovascular disease. This is a topic that I would like to cover more in the future, but today I would just like to kind of go over the basics of cardiovascular disease and introduce you to the topic. So cardiovascular disease, or CVD, basically refers to any disease or condition that affects the cardiovascular system, such as your heart, your arteries, blood vessels, etc. It can also infect, infect, affect other vital organs, such as your lungs, your brain, basically your whole body. That's why it's important. Some of the more common conditions you probably heard of with CVD include heart attacks, strokes, arrhythmias, and so much more. Um, unfortunately, cardiovascular disease is the number one leading cause of death in the whole world. That's almost 700,000 deaths a year, and that's followed by cancer. You would think, at least in my opinion, you would think that um, something that we have more control over than cancer wouldn't be the number one leading cause of death, but unfortunately, that just so happens to be the case. I will discuss more of my opinions and what I think about CBD later in this episode. It's just uh, right now, I kind of want to stress the importance of learning and understanding these conditions because unfortunately, nobody in this world is safe from CBD. It's very prevalent, it's easy to succumb to, and honestly, it's super preventable. Um, that's why I think it's important to cover it in today's episode. Uh, so with that, I want to get into the physiology of it all. You know, what is CBD? So cardiovascular disease are brought on by many health risk factors um, and we're no stranger to any of them. A lot of them we have control over, some of them we don't, but these risk factors include smoking, drinking alcohol, genetics have a big deal with it, uh, other factors include, you know, having excessive weight, high cholesterol, poor diets, physical inactivity is a big one. Um, and even learned behavior can contribute to all of these cardiovascular disease risk factors come about for quite a number of reasons and they all sort of intertwine with each other um, like one might cause the other one or one might make the other one worse and so on and so forth but mainly CVDs are a result of poor diets and physical inactivity that tends to be the the culprit for a lot of health issues that we have but some of these health ugh, health risk factors we don't really have a whole lot of control over um, such as genetics you know um but we do have control over our own bodies and the choices that we make for our bodies, and that can affect our health. Factors that I sort of want to emphasize in this episode is sedentary lifestyle and unhealthy diets. These factors can be described in, in like different ways, depending on where you go, depending on who you talk to. But generally, sedentary lifestyle involves minimal activity and a lot of sitting. So kind of your average couch potato type of deal. Um, and an unhealthy diet involves more like a, a lack of or avoidance of balanced meals. A balanced meal being like your meat, your dairy, your veggies, fruits, vitamins, etc. Um, and but mostly an unhealthy diet can consist of high saturated fats, cholesterol, sugar, sodium, and so on and so forth, like your Mickey D's type of deal. <laughs> Um, so when these risk factors stand alone, or even worse, combined, they increase the risk for CVD because um, when we're not physically active, 
That also increases our resting heart rate because when we don't do a whole lot over time, um, our heart isn't strong enough to pump larger quantities of blood. So it compensates by doing it faster and working harder. And overall, like that's just not good for our body, like to work hard, to keep us strong. Um, and it also prevents our arteries from being elastic. Elastic being like our arteries are able to stretch and move. Um, and when it hardens and it's not elastic, that increases our blood pressure. It makes it rise and isn't good because, um, you know, as the name says, it's pressure. It's pressure against your arteries, your blood vessels, and uh, like maybe putting pressure in a balloon. Like you're blowing into a balloon, you're making it bigger, 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 but it can only withstand so much air before it pops. It's the same way with our arteries and blood vessels. You know, you can only put so much pressure, so much blood in the arteries before it eventually pops. Unhealthy diets can also contribute to increased blood pressure and increased resting heart rate because um, when we have diets containing more saturated fats and cholesterol, that encourages the development of plaque in our arteries. Um, and when we have more plaque in our arteries, it's harder for the blood to move past that. Um, and then it, it puts more pressure on our walls, like the blood has to get through and that increases our resting blood pressure. And when our heart has to work harder for our blood to push it through the narrowed arteries, then it increases our resting heart rate because it has to pump harder to compensate for that. This can become a problem down the line, let's say like for a sedentary person with these issues because let's say they randomly decide, hey, like I'm just gonna run down the street like for the heck of it, you know? Um, and when that plaque is in there, it has a chance of breaking off. And if that plaque does break off, it can get stuck in the narrow parts of our arteries or blood vessels or even stuck in our heart. And when it gets stuck, it blocks the blood flow from going through our body. And that's what can trigger a heart attack. But that's how CVD happens. That's how people die is when we have that plaque developed in our arteries because of our diet, because we're not exercising. And then it breaks off one day and that's the end of someone's life. To kind of come back to where I started, uh, CVDs themselves is not what drives up this mortality rate. It's the risk factors leading to the disease is what sets us up for an early grave. And that's why I find it important to talk about because of the prevalence in the world. It can set us up for so much more in our lives than doctor's visits. If we just do an exercise a day, you know, if we cut down on the high fats and eat more vegetables, like just the little things is what can help us from bringing down that mortality rate. Getting into like my opinion, I don't, I don't think it should be the case. I don't think that cardiovascular disease should be the number one cause of death in the world because why should a disease or like diseases such as cancer, something that we don't have as much control over, how is that surpassed by something that we do have more control over, you know? The reason why I feel like it has come to that point is because we in our world just made it too easy to not do what we have to do to survive. Our bodies were made to be active, but but we're not. We not everyone goes to the gym, you know, not everyone goes for a walk once in a while. Um and our bodies need a balance of minerals and vitamins, you know, our veggies, our fruits, our meats. But when but we crave that taste of a fat juicy burger at the end of the day, not a salad. We made it too easy to work around being active and eating healthier. Like making dinner versus going through the drive-thru. You know, it's easier to go through the drive-thru, spend maybe $5 on chicken nuggets versus going to the store, spending $30 to take your time, take an hour to make dinner, you know? 
Um, and same with activity, you know? Why go for a walk when your favorite TV show is on? Why go to the store when you can go online, pick out what you want, easy as cake, you don't have to go anywhere. And it's not just about making it easy when it comes to like activity or eating healthier. It, we have so many barriers to living healthy in our lives. Um, I, I'm no stranger to one. It's very hard to overcome some of them. And it's not just about making it easy. You know, it's not just about like, oh, it's easier to go to get drive through. We have so many barriers to living healthy in our lives. Like if a lot of people are tired, I'm tired all the time. Maybe not all the time, but um, you know, sometimes we don't have time to do things. We don't have time to cook dinner. Uh, we don't have, maybe we don't have enough money. Um, we don't have enough resources. Maybe I don't have a gym within my area. Maybe I don't have the money to go to a gym. And what about confidence? I definitely know damn well that a lot of people don't go to the gym because they're scared, they don't wanna be made fun of, or whatever else, whatever other barrier people have, they are real. I am no stranger to these barriers and they are so hard to overcome. But the thing is, I wouldn't be here trying to help other people if overcoming those barriers were not possible. I believe a major component to these barriers is learned behavior, especially when we're younger. I don't know if you have, but I certainly haven't compared to my parents before. Like maybe you laugh like them or you have the same taste in music, same personality. And the reason why you might be like your parent is because you've been exposed to them your whole life, you know? You adopt those same characteristics. You adopt how they laughed. You adapt their music taste. It's learned behavior. And that can be related to like eating habits, exercise habits. For example, if your parents ordered takeout a lot when you were a kid, maybe you didn't have a lot of vegetables. So you grew up not liking vegetables. You grew up liking the fast food, the high carb food. Whatever barriers you face for adopting healthy behavior or however these barriers come about, I wanna tell you that they can be overcome and that's what I'm here to help you with. As I mentioned, risk factors that are significantly tied to cardiovascular diseases, sedentary behavior and unhealthy diets. There is no straight answer on how to overcome these barriers because it really depends on the person. Depends on who you are, how you are, but you can definitely find help. I like to use the internet. The internet has a lot of resources, some good, some bad, but you can find help for overcoming some of the more common barriers and kind of personalize it to you. What What is your trouble? What stops you from being physically active? Uh, the CDC has a list of recommendations for overcoming the more common barriers, but I'm just going to kind of cover briefly what the article goes over. So one of the more common reasons why people are physically inactive is because of a lack of time. Uh, what the CDC recommends is scheduling. Like you can kind of monitor your daily schedule, identify available times that you have for exercise because you only need 30 minutes a day. Schedule a time where you are dedicated to exercise, you know, whether it be in the morning, the day, it's just wherever you have time. Another common barrier that we face is having a lack of energy to do things, you know, a lack of motivation. But what some people like don't know is that activity actually promotes our energy levels over time. Because when we're physically active, our cardiovascular system, our heart, our lungs, they work more efficiently when we're more active and it improves so that when it works more efficiently, then our energy can be developed, if, if that makes sense. And the last common barrier that I kind of want to cover is having a lack of resources. Now, like I mentioned, you know, you don't have a gym in your area or maybe you don't have the money to buy weights or whatnot. 
what you can do is you can try to research what's available to you. So, you know, if there's a park around, you can go with the kids, go with the dog, um, see if there's any free gyms or community gyms, um, or even trails, you know, go on that walk, go on a trail, you know, it's nice, calm, enjoy the nature, it's good for promoting good endorphins, you know. But I think the main thing is there's nothing wrong with exercising at home. There's no one there. You can kind of do whatever you want and you can use your body weight. You don't have to have weights. You don't have to have, you know, a squat rack or anything, especially if you're more comfortable there because that's like, that's the easiest resource. And the internet has ideas for doing exercises at home. Just can run in place, do some jumping jacks, maybe find a YouTube video. Um... A classmate of mine introduced me to a concept called exercise snacking, and it works. Basically, what exercise snacking is, is instead of doing a whole 30-minute workout in one sitting, you can just break it up throughout the day. And it adds up at the end of the day. It doesn't need to be one straight 30-minute activity. Um, and like I said, it works. I do it. I do it at work, in my bedroom, you know, wherever. Another thing that you can do like that I have done is I try to find a day or two where I can designate more intense workouts so I don't have to do it throughout the rest of the week. Like um, on Saturdays, I don't work. I go to the gym. I get on my elliptical and I think that's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, you can designate a day where you do intense workouts to get your weekly workout. Uh, regarding food, like the internet can tell you everything, maybe a little too much. Um... But a lot of them have a lot of fats, carbs, sodium, etc., whatever, cholesterol, and we can't stop our craving, but that doesn't mean we don't have to have it. It's mainly moderation. What worked for me, like when I go get cheese, I get the low fat choices. Finding low fat choices, low fat like milk, you know, low fat butter, uh, whatever to cut down like that cholesterol, that sodium, that fat. Um, and another thing I do that works for me regarding food is if you're a baker or a cooker, I love to bake and I love cooking. And there are a lot of healthy recipes out there that taste good. Like just search the internet, search what your favorite meals are. If you go on the internet, that's a cheap option. It's a free option. It gives you the recipes. They're there for you to utilize. Um, Overall, there's a lot that ties in with maintaining proper health and steering away from cardiovascular disease, like our dietary preferences and our time available for physical activity. But when we give in to the ease of life and don't attempt to avoid those risks to our health, that's when we decide our fate with our health. That's when we succumb to the cardiovascular disease. That's when we succumb to anything. Um, I can't say for sure that CBD is a product of going the easy route in life, but adopting behavior that increases our risk, it definitely aids in why it is so prevalent in today's world. We can avoid CBD and other conditions by overcoming our barriers and adjusting our lifestyles, modifying what we eat, like I mentioned, seeking opportunities for physical activity, and just trying to do what we love while gaining the health benefits, you know? Even if you choose to attempt one of these ideas, that is still one small step towards a healthy life. You know, whether you decide, I'm gonna go for a walk today, that's still one small step to a healthy life. I don't wanna say that the internet is the best place to go, but I encourage you to explore these ideas. Explore yourself to find what you need to make healthy choices. What do you want? Anything to kind of get you on that path. CBD, it's an ugly, vicious concept that shouldn't rule our healthcare system, but if one of you takes that small step to avoid the outcome, that's one big step for us.
with that being said, that kind of concludes today's episode. Um, I hope you leave today informed and inspired on today's content. I certainly had fun recording. And thank you so much for listening to these small steps. I hope to see you next time. Bye!